This is Jonathan Mays reminding you to please wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, don't touch your face, and limit how many people you're around. We have to protect ourselves during this epidemic, and we have to take care of each other. And while you have no sports or anything else to watch, please listen to Johnny Knows Best. Thank you. I know That was Pink, You Make Me Sick. I thought it was appropriate, uh, given, you know, everything that's going on. It is Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. In this crazy, crazy year that is 2020. <laughs> I hope uh, that all y'all are still alive. Um, I think most of the people that are listening to this show right now are still alive, unless you're a zombie. And then, um, even if you are a zombie, I hope you, uh, listen to the rest of the show. It should be pretty, pretty interesting. Um, this is going to be episode 54. I had to look that up to make sure. But, uh, we're already at episode 54, people. And this is going to also be part two of the, well, part, is it part two? Yeah, part two of the coronavirus crisis. Um, this is going to be like a multi-part uh, podcast talking about this whole coronavirus thing and how it affects all of us as Americans and as people of the world. Because it's affecting the whole world now, not just America. It just got here last week. And uh, a lot of things have happened in the last week. And uh, we're going to get into that in today's episode or get into some of that anyway. And... Um, I just hope everybody is, uh, you know, taking the proper precautions and um, taking care of each other. And I don't really think this is going to be the end of the world. I think we're all going to get through this and get to the other side of it. And a year from now, we'll just look back at this as just being crazy as fuck, hopefully. Uh, we can only pray. But uh, there's no way to know really how things are going to be in a week, let alone a year. But, um, it's, it's definitely something right now. I know a lot of y'all are getting tired of talking about coronavirus and, uh, you're getting tired of, of the media and, uh, even all the stuff you see on social media, you're getting tired of it. But it's something that, uh, I think it is an important situation, an important moment in history. Um, it's something that we need to discuss. We need to delve into and uh, it's good content for my podcast. And, and that's the most important thing is my podcast. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I kid. I kid. But uh, seriously, uh, today's episode um, on part two of the coronavirus crisis, me and my good friend uh, Bryce Cleanback, I think I said his name right. I've been butchering Bryce's name 
several times in this episode, as you will hear later on. We actually recorded a conversation a couple days ago, but uh, I'm just now getting it up due to uh, work and all the other things that have been going on in my life. It seems like things have been going nonstop, but I guess that's better than things not going at all. Like it's, uh, you know, things may start to slow down um, in the next couple of weeks, um, especially if I get quarantined and can't go to work uh, if my place of uh, business closes now. Then I'm going to have a whole lot of time on my hands. And what that means for y'all is I'll be able to put out more episodes. Though. So that's a good thing. It's, it's all about looking at the positive or whatever, whatever is going on. There's a, there's a positive in every situation. Sometimes you just have to search a little bit harder for it sometimes. But you can always find something positive in every situation. You can probably hear uh, little kids in the background because they're out of school, so they're here in the house and they're being very loud. But uh, we're going to get through. We're going to get through this episode. Um, Like I said, a lot of things have happened over the last week since this thing, this coronavirus uh, thing has really hit America and it's really spread so quickly been a lot of quick developments um i think uh as i talked about in the last episode uh that i did a few days ago um you know tom hanks was probably like the first celebrity that had contracted it um charles barkley i think i talked about that but since then uh other celebrities like uh idris elba kevin durant Several basketball players in the NBA have contracted it, and uh, it's it's starting to spread fast. Um, you know, all those people that I mentioned, they, they claim to be okay, but uh, I don't know, man. Um, it's it's very very serious, and I also feel like there's a lot about this whole situation that's going on that we're not we're not getting the. Uh, proper information on on everything that's going on you know we're we're getting what the media is telling us and we're getting what the news is telling us and what social media is telling us but uh i feel like for them to be closing everything down and me and bryce talked about this um let you know in our conversation that uh you know they're closing down restaurants and clubs in new york um Movie theaters are closing down, uh, casinos and uh, f- amusement parks. And um, I understand being cautious and uh, trying to prevent people from getting sick. I understand that. But uh, it just seems like it's all happening like a little bit too fast. And maybe that's a good thing if... If this virus is as serious as they are saying it is, and uh, as you listen to future episodes of Johnny Knows the Best, I'm going to debate with people whether or not this whole situation is as serious as as we think it is or whether or not people are overreacting. I have mixed emotions on it. I really do. Um, I, the way that some of the media is portraying this is that if someone basically gets this and, uh, you know, it's a death sentence. But then what the CDC is telling you is, you know, it's only really deadly to people, to elderly people or people with low immune systems, or if you have like a prior health condition, which I do. I have a lower immune system and a prior health condition. So it's dangerous to me, I would guess. But, uh I don't know. There's there's a, so much into this whole thing. And I just feel like there's a lot that people at the top know that they're not sharing with the, the American public. That's just my opinion. You can agree or disagree with me. That's your right. But I just feel like there's a lot going on and uh, we're not getting all the information. Um, that's just my gut telling me that. That's not like people conspiracy theorists uh because i like a good conspiracy as much as the next guy i like listening to good conspiracies 
But uh, I also like, like I was uh, talking to Bryce about, I like a, a large amount of logic. And I like a lot of fact. And, but my gut just tells me that something is wrong, um, that something's not right. But uh, hopefully, you know, we all make it through this. All we can do is pray. All we can do is focus on the positive. And all we can do is try to get through this whole situation. As far as uh, WrestleMania 36 goes. Okay, I'm going to talk about that. And then we're going to get into the conversation that I had with Bryce. But uh, as of right now, when me and Bryce recorded our conversation, we had mentioned this at that time, a couple of days ago. Um, they had not called off WrestleMania 36. They had not uh, canceled it or done anything. They were just not going to go on with it in Tampa, in Tampa Bay, Florida. But um, now there's been some new developments since uh, we recorded that conversation. And uh, WWE and Vince McMahon are actually moving WrestleMania 36 from uh, Tampa Bay from the stadium in Tampa to the Performance Center in Orlando. So WrestleMania 36 is still going on as planned, but uh, it's going to be from the performance system with a limited crew. That means limited amount of wrestlers and a limited amount of uh, staff are going to actually put on WrestleMania 36. And to give my honest opinion on this, and I had tickets to go to WrestleMania this year in Tampa. So I was going to be there. I still had canceled my plans because I didn't know what was going on with the show. I didn't know, you know, what was going on with this whole coronavirus thing because it's been a, it's been a day-to-day kind of thing. And uh, we've all had to adjust to it day-to-day. So I had canceled my plans. I was going to wait and see what WWE... And what Tampa decided to do. So I guess Vince McMahon decided that there's no way it could go on. I guess he finally realized that. That after the NBA has suspended the season. After NCAA basketball has canceled the Final Four. After all these sports have been uh, canceled. I guess he finally realized, you know, I can't go on with this thing in Tampa, like I had planned, so I'm going to move it to the Performance Center. Personally, in my honest opinion, um, I think the WrestleMania should have been canceled altogether. That's my opinion on it. I don't think they should be having this, even with a limited amount of people. I think it's very dangerous right now when we don't know, you know, how serious this coronavirus uh, situation could get. Um, I think you're, uh, it's just, it's just a risk that it's not needed to take. I think, you know, I think you should just postpone it, have WrestleMania in like three to four months, have it in, uh, June or July or August or push SummerSlam back. Don't have it at all. It's not the end of the world. if There was no WrestleMania. Um, I think, uh, I think this is a mistake, but only time was going to tell and I guess we're going to find out in a couple of weeks if it was a mistake or not. But anyway, um, we're about to get into my conversation with Bryce. And then uh, I'll come back on and close the show out. Uh, this is the conversation I had with uh, Bryce Kleenbeck. I hope I said his name right. And uh, this was uh, recorded a couple of days ago, but here it is. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, hold on. Something's all right. I can hear you, but I think it's still going. Can you, still, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you better. Okay. Um, give me one second. You're still a lot. You're pretty echoey. Yeah, I'm going to try to fix that. <laughs> Okay, how about now? Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah, I turned my uh, data off. I'm just It seems to work better when I just do it off of Wi-Fi. Oh, gotcha. So we'll, we'll just try that. 
Um, I now I, should... I can't. Hmm? I well, can't now... hear myself, so I don't know what I sound like. You sound great. You sound good. Okay, now I should warn you though. It, it might cut off, and if it cuts off, I can just add you back. Okay, that's fine. Um, and then I'll splice it together. You know, when we're done, I figure we go about thirty. I'm sorry. What? Uh, I can't hear you anymore. Hold on. No, barely. Okay, what about now? That was good. Okay, what I said was, uh, I figure we go about 30 minutes because uh, I got to be at work at five and it's a little after three now. Okay. Um, we can go long, a little bit longer if you want, but. We don't. Want, we shouldn't go too long. I understand. Okay, it is right now. It is Monday, March sixteenth, two thousand twenty, and this is Johnny Knows Best. Um, I'm. How do you say your last name? It's Klebeck. Kle. Say it again. Beck. So like, uh, like Kleenex. Klebeck. But instead of next, you say Beck. Clean back. Clean back. <laughs> Clean back. I'm I, I'm sorry. I'm probably butchering it. A little bit, but it's all right. Clean back. Okay. Uh, this is my uh, friend, my very good friend Bryce, who's uh, I'm just gonna call you Bryce now. Yeah. And uh, he's. I've been trying to get him on the show for a couple of weeks, and we were finally able to sit down and do it and uh he's writing a book can you uh tell us a little bit about your book Brian? yeah basically um it's a culmination of my ideologies uh meditations my my personal practice um and uh it boils down to what i believe and my um Mm -hmm. my views on the world Oh, wow. That sounds pretty awesome. Um, we're going to get into all that. I'm going to ask you about your views um, and what all that you mean specifically. But first things first, and the first thing we got to talk about is something that's affecting, you know, the whole world, whole world right now in America um, in general. And that's the whole coronavirus thing. Um I already did a part one a few days ago uh, with uh, my friend Frank and um, everyone has like a different view of how they view this thing. So I just wanted to ask you, what, what is your opinion on it? What do you think about it? What, how do you, what, what do you think about coronavirus? You take it seriously? Do you not take it seriously? Well, I think that, um, it would be a mistake not to take it seriously. Uh, I don't think that anyone should panic. Um, there's a very different thing of, of mm-hmm. panic and precaution. So I think that um, that you should definitely take measures like follow the advice of the CDC, wash your hands, try to avoid touching your face. It is um, a respiratory infection, so don't, don't get too close to people um, because you are most, if you are, infected with it, you are most contagious um, before you show symptoms. That is true. Yes, sir. So, And uh, the, the elderly and the um, people with com- compromised immune systems like mine um, are most at risk. I know a few people who have self-quarantined because, because they have um, compromised immune systems, which, which is good because... Um, yeah. The uh, the thing is that the coronavirus is so it's so much worse than something like the flu. Um, right. The, the problem that I see is is people going off of false information. 
Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that circulating right now on, on the news and on social media. And a lot of people are saying, well, it's, um, was it 93% that survival rate, right? And they're saying, oh, mm-hmm. Something like 93% that. is great. That's awesome. Um, I mean, it sounds great in that context, but in reality, that's a 7% death rate. And right. when you compare that to the 0.1% death rate um, of, say, the flu, that the numbers boil down to one out of 14 people who contract it will die. One out of 14. Right. With the flu, that's one out of 1,000. There's a very big gap there. Right. I just, my views are um, take proper precautions. Don't, um, don't go crazy over it. And uh, if you are showing symptoms, please isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like people are panicking, though, overall? Do you, or are you surprised by how people are reacting? I'm, I'm not surprised. Actually, I, I cover a lot of the themes that are coming out due to the coronavirus are covered in my book. Mm-hmm. Because most of right. most of the first section of uh, of what I'm writing is is the difference between um, belief and reality and and the problems that occur when you when you impose belief on reality when you um, take something that you think is true based on a false conclusion uh-huh. and then try to apply that to reality that that come that's where you end up with um, with racism associated with the coronavirus. You've seen that people have gotten attacked uh, because they're, they're Asian, which has nothing. Right, to that's, terrible. that's a false conclusion um, because they, th- mm-hmm. they think that Asian equals from China equals infected. And yeah, that, so, I mean, that's a pretty clear example of, of, how this can be harmful in more ways than just infection. Mm-hmm. People are very harmful in general. Yeah. And how they react to it. Hello. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I agree with that. the The best thing is just try not to harm anybody. <laughs> Mm-hmm. How about uh, as far as uh, getting supplies and um, you, we've seen that there's a, I talked about this in the last episode, there's a, been a huge uh, toilet paper shortage of people, you know, hoarding toilet paper, sanitizer, you know, um, things that they may or may not need. But they don't know that they don't, you know, they don't know exactly what they need, so they're just going outrageous with it. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think that when you when you do something that just benefits yourself, um, you're really not seeing the bigger picture, because for us to mm-hmm. for us to get through something like this, uh, a world tragedy, that that involves people pulling together. That doesn't mean go around and hug everybody, but it just means that we have to work together towards a common goal, everybody staying healthy. And if right. your actions compromise the health of other people, say, um, say that you are taking all of the soap and hand sanitizer for yourself and stocking it away. And then, mm-hmm. and then we see where people are trying to charge extraordinary amounts of money and um, price gouging. Yeah. So, yeah, one guy got caught doing that. I think he had had like thousands of uh, bottles of sanitizer that he had hoarded, and he was going to try to sell them on the side. But he got caught, and they were not going to let him. You know, they weren't going to let him do it, and so he just ended up donating it. But it was a stupid idea for him to try to do it in, in the first place. Yeah. And 
I'm I'm not going to talk in terms of right and wrong here, but it's just mm-hmm. when when your first reaction is protect myself above everybody else, screw all you. That's I mean that's a pretty mm-hmm. harmful take, and because there are repercussions to that, like like this guy that um that he tried to do something selfish, and uh, he got punished for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And no matter what, you know, he's always going to be known as a guy that tried to profit off of other people's exactly. uh, pain and suffering. There's so. a actually, um, we had a. I'm trying to remember when it was, but there was a. Okay, Katrina. That's when Katrina happened. Mm-hmm. There was a gas station um, between Op and Enterprise. Uh, I don't remember what road, but. Um, they're out of business now because they price gouged during this tragedy and, um, mm-hmm. and the, the government didn't do anything about it. They didn't get in trouble with the law, but everyone collectively decided not to take their business there anymore. And so it collapsed. Right. They were trying they were, mm-hmm. The result was the opposite of what they were trying to do. They were trying to get ahead too fast and ended up in destroying their whole yeah, business. You just, you can't piss everybody off because you need people. Yeah, you <laughs> hear people are a resource. They absolutely are. And uh, as far as like the things that are uh, going on right now, the new developments in the last couple of days, I know that like in New York City and Atlanta, they're talking about uh, in some of the bigger cities in Chicago, they're talking about closing down restaurants yeah. and all clubs um, for the next couple of weeks. I have a friend in New York. And that's going to that. She, yeah. She works at a bar and uh, for the next few weeks, she's out of a job. She doesn't have any way to make money because her other, her other job was working in a school and they're closed too. So she's just, mm-hmm. Down too. He's got bills, and they they're saying weeks, but uh, no one really knows for sure. It's it's and it's really indefinite, honestly. Yeah, I mean, because no one knows. It's until further notice, but but the facts are that that if you let people just do what they want, they generally don't work in the interest of everybody, and um, and then everybody suffers. So mm-hmm. not not taking any precautions, not um, shutting down those businesses where people are gathering in mass, uh, that's that's really dangerous to the health of everybody. I mean, you can probably right. you can probably count more than 14 people that you know and care about. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so just you've got to put it in the context of they're trying to save that person. You know, because mm-hmm. um, say say it's your mom, say it's your mom that wouldn't have made it. Like, um, right. And the thing is that afterwards, everyone's going to be say it works, right? Say that uh, that it stops the sickness from spreading, and and everybody's okay. Afterwards, a lot of people mm-hmm. are going to say, "See, I don't know why everyone was worried about it. Um, it wasn't really a big deal." Oh yeah, yeah. But that's only because the mm-hmm. hard work of people. Um, making sure that it wasn't a problem. Like, it didn't just stop being a problem on its own. Yeah. Yeah, it's very commendable that people um, people at the top are reacting so fast. You know, they canceled the all the sports uh, that are being shut down and, you know, all the places where people have large gatherings of over 50 or more being shut down. It's it's a very commendable when you think about it, you know, that people are reacting the way they are reacting. Because I think it is something that's very serious, whether people choose to take it serious or not. And they really are trying to uh, react fast. We're seeing... And uh, trying to contain, or, you know... If you just look at what happened in Italy, uh, it's... It's mm-hmm. a huge tragedy. So many people have died. Yes. Um, so I just don't want that to happen here. 
Yeah, I don't want that to happen either. Um, several people have already tested it positive, even in Alabama. That's a new new, de- new development yeah. from um, problem. when I was talking about this the other day. Is that it's hit Alabama now. So now people, I think, around here in our area are starting to take it a little bit more seriously because now it may affect can them. I, can I comment on that real quick? Um, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Of course. So state by state is how they decide to handle this. Alabama has right. put restrictions, very heavy restrictions on who gets tested. So Mm-hmm. Whether or not you show symptoms, the only time okay. they, the only time that they actually test somebody is if they come in and they say that uh, they flew in from another country. That's how it started, anyways. It might be different as of today. I don't know, but that's what it was as of two days ago. And so, when you see only five people have tested positive, that's only because only five people who have it got tested. So. That the numbers right. are skewed. I know uh, there were, yeah, the numbers are very skewed, and um, I know they were saying that it could be like several people that that have it that haven't been able to get tested because they don't, you know, exactly. they lack the resources to That's get just, tested. It's a huge. So who and knows how many you know, people actually have it? Test- you can actually have it yeah, and not have any symptoms. Have it for a few weeks before you show anything. Yeah. Right. It's, it's uh. Yeah. No, I was gonna say it's very scary. It really um, is. Um. You know, for me because I have a compromised immune system, my mom. She's disabled in in the nursing home. Uh, I got a call the other morning um, about her that she was unresponsive. And that was just because that didn't have anything to do with coronavirus. She was just in a deep sleep. But it really scared the hell out of me because of everything else that was going on. And, uh, you know, the nursing home is on lockdown right now. So uh, they're under quarantine from everybody else, which is good. But I don't know, man. It's it's, it's very, like, it's very uncertain because no matter what they're telling us, we don't know how long all this is going to last, you know? It could be several weeks. It could be several months. It could be longer than that. No one really knows. It's it's all day to day. Personally, um. I, I'm not afraid that I would, that I would die from this, but I do have a, a job that requires me Mm -hmm. to be, it's physical labor. So I have to be able to do physical labor and, um, everyone who does survive still has a very high chance of, um, of having scarring in their lungs. So even if you even if you survive, you could have permanent mm-hmm. damage, and uh, that limits your your physical capabilities. Um, that that would compromise a career, say in um, in wrestling, <laughs> or or any other sport. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, as of right now, they have not. Uh, they still have not canceled WrestleMania 36, which is uh, scheduled to be on April 5th in uh, Tampa. But uh, there, there, there's no way that that's going to happen because they're, they're limiting, you know, any any kind of event with over 50 people and thousands and thousands of people coming to WrestleMania. And there's just no way that that's going to happen. And uh, the reason why they're saying that uh, WWE hasn't made the decision to cancel it yet is because of the there's an insurance claim, and they can only collect. Which once again is very something very selfish. They're actually putting money ahead of uh, the safety of others. But it's it's like you said though, like people. I couldn't hear you. What? 
Go ahead. Oh. Um, no, I was telling you to go ahead. Well, the uh, I couldn't hear what you were saying, so I don't know what to respond. Oh well, I was just I was just basically saying that um, the reason why that uh, WWE has not uh, canceled WrestleMania yet is because if they do, then they can't collect the insurance money. Um, if they cancel it, but if Tampa or the president or someone else yeah, uh, up above them cancels selfish. it, they can collect the insurance money. That's um. Now I was saying that they that's are just incredibly problematic because very selfish. They would be held responsible. All of the only reason that they get money is because of the fans, and if they lose their fan base because, you know, mm-hmm. uh, half of the people that go there get sick, um, and then however many of them die, and that's on their heads. Um, the, I mean, the public will, will see that and yeah. respond. So. Mm-hmm. It's, it's short-sighted. Yeah, I think it's very irresponsible of them to, uh, to not cancel. Mm-hmm. It's very short-sighted. And it's probably irresponsible as a, if you're a fan and you still intend to go. You know, when uh, they're you're clearly getting warnings, you know, not to go to like big events or big gatherings. And if you still try to attend this event, even even though it's only it's a couple of weeks away, but still who would be attending uh, are probably going off of false information. They don't understand the seriousness of it. They don't know the facts. So. The best thing that we can do is just make sure that we get the facts out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what we're trying to do by talking on the show. And uh, Bryce, you were talking about earlier about uh, your belief affecting or your book. Uh, there's a part about your belief affecting the, your reality. Um, that's very interesting. Can you elaborate a little bit yeah, more on that um, and what you mean by that? Okay, so the the most problematic issue that that I see anyway is when people prescribe value to something because nothing on its own merit nothing has value on its own the only value that exists is what we give to it and when you value something then it becomes more important Mm -hmm. than anything else it's um it's that whole thing where you see people um Say they want to be happy, right? Okay, so they want to be happy, and the only way that they can be happy is if they can um, eat cheeseburgers for the rest of their life. So, but they can, yeah. So, so say that you can't eat cheeseburgers for the rest of your life. Um, now you're fixated on money, and so now money equals happiness to you. Okay. Okay. So. But what happens mm-hmm. is that people then believe that money itself is important. And so let me hoard all this money and put it away. Well, that money is not buying any cheeseburgers anymore. It's not making you happy. So like where you put your belief um, can really skew things. Does, does that example make any sense? Hmm. Interesting. That doesn't. That makes a lot of sense. When yeah. you uh, did the uh, cheeseburger analogy, I got exactly what you were saying. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So, so your philosophy, philosophy then is that you you have to be able to differentiate what you believe and what is fact. So, if if I think right. that what I believe is fact then I feel justified in my actions. And when people feel justified in their actions, that causes problems such as racism, social injustice, me before you, um, 
there's the the belief in authority when you believe that you have authority over somebody um actually do mm -hmm. you mind if i if i read a little s excerpt Okay, let me go ahead. Go right ahead. Real quick. It won't take me long. So, okay. So when do you well, uh, expect to have this it published? It take up to a year to get it published, but I've got most of the rough draft written as of now. Um, the final product, I don't expect it to be any more than probably 60 pages at most. Okay. So let's see. All right. So I was talking about the problem with authority. And I'm going to, and I gave an example in my book, and I just want to read that out loud right now. Okay. So okay. on January 28, 1986, America watched from their classrooms and home televisions as the event we've come to recognize as a space shuttle Challenger disaster unfolded before their eyes. Just over a minute after launching, the space shuttle Challenger came apart in midair. All seven crew members aboard lost their lives. For the purpose of this exercise, I'll be showing the actual result in contrast to the intended result and the system that failed to deliver the intended result. I'll be stepping away from the tragic loss of life and instead focus on how the false belief of a hierarchy aka authority, contributed to the failure of the actual system. So basically, the next couple of paragraphs um, tells about how there was a problem with the O-rings and that the scientists tested mm -hmm. and they knew the limitations of the O-rings. Um, basically, under a certain temperature, they wouldn't work. And it was well below that temperature that day. Right. And they relayed that information. They said, we should not let this shuttle go. And the people who had authority over them, their bosses, said, um, we can ignore reality. We can ignore what you're saying because we're more important than you. So we're just going to send it anyway. And then the, the outcome was seven people died and... We, we just see that over and over. Um, most of the time in our personal lives, you're going to see just it show its face in inefficiency. So we've all had we've all had that that boss that when they came in, they were more worried about making sure that you knew that they were a boss than they were the actual results. Right. And then you see that you're not able to, to get things done as efficiently as you were when they weren't even in the room. You still there? Hmm. I can't hear you at all. Okay, sorry, cut out there for a minute. Hey, sorry about that. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, how, okay, much that, how much of that came through? I heard all that. What I said at the end was when you were talking about we've all had that boss, I said, yeah, me and you probably had that boss together. <laughs> exactly. But, but uh, yeah, um, that's very interesting, though. Uh, so keep going with your point. I didn't mean for it to cut off, but keep going with your point. Okay. So basically, the the thought is that I'm more important than you and a hierarchy system is more like it's a if you visualize it it's either a tower or a pyramid and there's a top okay. and then there's a bottom and the people at the bottom don't matter right mm -hmm. okay so what i'm saying is that the reality is everything works in a circuit system kind of like um like lighting up a light bulb you have to have it's more of a circle. Everyone is equally important. If at any point along the system, the connection is lost, then the whole thing is uh -huh. Right. So if you act like it's a, if you act like it's a hierarchy system, if you act like there's 
there's an authority, then um, then you'll never be able to understand where you went wrong. That's so interesting. So think of it more as a, a light bulb instead of a pyramid. That's what you're exactly. saying. And wherever you are in that system, you are just as important. Well, I can tell you one thing. Society would certainly be better off if they uh, followed your philosophy instead of uh, how they normally act. And basically the the rest of my book is is showing where um, people are acting on a false belief and how that causes problems. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. it probably, we probably could do a whole podcast on my next question. Okay. What about religion and uh, how, you review, how you view religion as far as uh, God and um, do you believe in God? Well, not probably in the way that you're thinking. But Okay, explain. Okay, so my belief is that if there's a God, then God is a real thing, right? Based on mm-hmm. reality, which means like that, a real thing. Yeah. A real world, actual, not a metaphor, but like an actual living thing. Okay. Okay. So my right. view is that, okay, um, you know that you're made up of, of several individual cells, right? Correct. And then those cells are made up of atoms and it just goes on and on. And in the opposite, we're all part of a larger system, the universe. So right. I'm saying that, that if there is a, a larger consciousness, that you want to call it God, then we're all living within it as it sells right now. So, so the universe is God is what you're saying. Basically, yes. Yeah. That, um, that we may be able to interact, but the pro- I think the problem is that, that we're not understanding how that reaction happens. Like this, if it's a larger being, then um, it's not going to be aware of us individually. It's still aware mm-hmm. of our needs uh, the same way you get thirsty when you're dehydrated. Uh, you meet the needs of your body. But it doesn't mean that you're aware of each individual cell as it lives and dies. Wow, that's so interesting and deep. So, hmm. so my belief based on that is that it's our responsibility as parts of this larger body to kind of look after each other, make sure that it, that things work right. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, uh, I wrote down five tenets of, of my belief system. It's just the, the basic components. And it says, the first one is, the universe makes up a larger body, a living organism in which we're all components. Two, the larger body is knowable, fallible, and mortal. Three, the larger body responds to stimuli, learns, and adapts. And four, it is our imperative as part of the greater body's composition to maintain the health and wellness of the whole. And five, Hmm. what is true for one is true for all, and what is not true for one is not true at all. Basically, if something is true for one thing, um, say... I'm trying to think of an example. <laughs> Basically, if, yeah, because that one was really interesting. The last one. Okay, so think of um, the basic things like uh, like gravity, the the things that we all have to experience, right? So, if it's true for for me, it's true for you. 
if if one person um, came up and just floated away. Obviously, I don't understand gravity. Because they didn't just float away for no reason. Obviously, I don't understand what's going on. So what I believe gravity to be isn't true. Does that make sense? I think I lost you again. Hmm. Might have to hang up. Hey, that that time I lost the signal for a little bit. So we probably should wrap it up anyway. Um but uh explain your last point one more time about one thing is true, is true for all. Explain that. Okay. That's where it cut off at. Oh, okay. Um, well, basically, if it applies to one thing, it applies to everything. So that's that's how we kind of get our scientific understanding of things. And so, um, say gravity, for instance, right? That applies to everybody. Mm -hmm. We all experience it. Um, but if one person came up to me and just floated away, then obviously I don't understand what gravity is. Because, right. Um, because if it's not true for one person, if if it's false even once, then it's just not true. Wow. So if you believe in something and then if something contradicts that belief, you can't just say, oh, no, um, my belief is stronger than that. You know, mm -hmm. you have to readjust. You I feel like millions of people do that. Millions of people do that every day. Yeah. And I can give her, I can give a really good example if we have time. Um, there were, there's a story of these, uh, these three women that they put their hands on a tree right mm -hmm. and they were they prayed to god as they put their hands on the tree and then they felt the tears of jesus on them right mm -hmm. um when that was tested somebody came up and tested it um it turned out that what was actually happening the reality of the situation was that tiny little bugs on that tree were peeing on them <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so the the people who had investigated took the little bugs and showed the ladies and they're like, look, see this? This thing peed on you. That's what's happening. And the, the lady said, well, that's just your interpretation of things. I prefer to believe that Jesus is peeing. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus is <laughs> crying. That would be interesting, though. Yeah, uh, but they refused reality because they preferred their belief. Mm -hmm. and I'm saying that that causes problems. So I have that as one of the tenets of, of my faith is that if something contradicts it, then I have to readjust. So it almost seems like you're not you're not only writing a philosophy it's almost like you're almost creating like a new faith or a new religion almost. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I, I am. But the, uh, the, the thing that I really want to stress is that it is not a theistic religion. Mm -hmm. it, is, um, it is that I've come to a conclusion and that conclusion... Like that conclusion, I can't test it. I don't know if it's right or wrong. Right. But because it makes the most sense, I believe it. But if something else makes more sense, then I'll have to readjust. And reevaluate it. Yeah. But in the meantime, since we can't prove one way or the other at this point um, that we are part of a larger Thing. We, we can't see that far. So 
I believe it because it makes sense. Hmm. That's very, very interesting. But you I don't want to say that this is a fact. Religion, right. in fact, should never be um, used. In, right. I, I agree with that. Yeah. So you can. So basically, if I was talking about my beliefs, I would say I believe not this is. Hmm. Okay. So I'm saying I'm saying the practical use of, of religion, the practical use and the fact that I can say I believe that you're important, right? You're mm -hmm. important to me. Okay. That's my belief. Hmm. So um life is important. That's my belief. Right. That is that's not something inherently true. Because all life has to kind of interact, and and the fact is that eventually you and I will die, and we're um and just because I say you're important doesn't mean that I can keep you alive, right? Okay, so we're all of equal value. Mm-hmm. I like that part of it. That's. I mean, I, I agree with most of it. Most of what you're saying, it sounds very like this. This whole like philosophy, faith that you have is very logical, and I like anything that's logical. <laughs> so, the reason the reason that that I want to say that fact and religion have to be separate is because when you believe that your religion is fact, then you think that it gives you the right to impose it upon others yeah to, to put it on others um mm -hmm. it means that that you have the right to say well i'm god's chosen people and mm -hmm. uh screw the rest of you right or what if your what if your religion tells you that um that women should um should be subservient to men and that they have to they have to dress a certain way and take crazy. control. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, you're allowed to do what you want to them because they don't matter. Like, mm -hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. So you, you have to be able to differentiate your belief from fact. Wow. Well, this was very, very informative. Um, and I hope you'll come on here uh, and we can talk some more about, because I'm sure there's so much more you can talk about uh, regarding and it's, it sounds like this is a very like deep, uh, you could be the next L, L. Ron Hubbard, dude. Um, this can really, <laughs> like, this, I'm serious, this could really jump off and be something. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really hope that, um, that something comes of this. A lot of your philosophies I, ha I have not heard before. Like I've heard like as aspects of them before, but you're 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 getting very specific specific about a lot of deep things. And I, <laughs> well, I want you um, to keep on um, keep on writing and keep on exploring, you know, your thoughts. And uh, we need to get this out to the world. You know, what's left of the world anyway, and uh, share it <laughs> yeah. with everyone. You know, hey, well, if we do all get locked up for a few weeks, that gives me plenty of time to to put it together. Yes, um, <laughs> I hope you will come on again uh, soon. Um, as soon as you can, sure I'll check with you. I'll get up with you, and uh, yeah, we can do a part two. We'll do a part two. This was a very interesting conversation. Thank you, Bryce. I want to thank my my guest today, Bryce. I'm gonna try to say it. Uh, Klebeck. Say it one more time. Klebeck. Klebeck. Clean Beck. Yes. I'm not saying. <laughs> okay, I don't want to butcher your last name, but thank you so much, and uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. I'm probably gonna um edit this uh probably either tonight. Or in the morning when I get off, um, I have some more time, and I'll put it up tomorrow. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'll 
I'm interested to hear it. I am too. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Bye. All right. Okay, this has been episode 54 of Johnny Knows Best, the Coronavirus Crisis Part 2. Thank you to my guest, Bryce Kleenbeck. And uh, I appreciate everyone that listened. And uh, look out for episode uh, 54 and episode... Well, today is episode 54. Look out for episode 55 and episode 56. That should be dropping soon. Um, I'm off most of the day tomorrow. And I'm thinking about recording at least one episode on Thursday. And uh, I might try to do two tomorrow on Thursday. And um, possibly record an episode uh, Friday evening too. Um, and then I'll release them over the weekend because, uh, I'm going to be super busy this weekend, so I'm not going to get a, a lot of time to record a lot, but, uh, look out for those episodes and, uh, I will catch y'all on the flip side. Like I said, keep washing your hands. Everyone, uh, stay protected. I'll holler. <laughs>